Oh my God, hello there. I hope you're fabulous today. Welcome back to another episode of the Biz Queen podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I need you to do me a cheeky little favor. I need you to go to wherever you get your podcast and drop me a review and let people know that you are loving these episodes. Second thing I want you to do, I know I'm asking so much of you, but honestly, we'd be best friends if you could do this for me. Drop me a DM and let me know what topic you would like to hear next on this podcast. I want to make sure these episodes are so perfect for you. And so I would love it if you could drop me a DM and let me know one topic that is on your heart that you really want to know about in these episodes. Um, I'm going to do a Q&A episode super duper soon. Um, but in the meantime, just fire me a shit ton of questions that you've got that you want answering and I will answer them on a podcast episode for you. Today's episode is all about what to do when you feel like you're failing. It's a conversation I'm having a lot with my girls recently because hello, <laughs> we all fear failure. We all have self-doubt. We're all in the mindset spiral sometimes. So I want to help you learn how to take imperfect action when you feel like you're failing, because the one thing that's going to guarantee failure for you is you not moving, is you not taking the action, is you not doing the stuff, making the decisions, making the investments, making the leaps, making the jumps, taking the risks in your business that's going to blow your business up, that's going to help you go further, that's going to help you build a sustainable, long-term, happy, soulful business that you are totally obsessed with. So today is helping you get to that point by taking imperfect action instead of sitting in that failure feeling that is inevitable. I'm not going to lie. It's not something that's ever going to go away. I have spoken to people who have million pound businesses who still feel like they're failing every single day, who still struggle with the mindset side of things. And so this is your episode. If you feel like you're failing in business, you feel like you're just not moving. Like if your fear of failure or your feelings of failure are keeping you stuck and not doing anything to help actually dig yourself out of the hole you've got yourself in mindset wise, then this episode is for you. I have a a, a little bit of a, what's the word? Merge, merging. Hmm. What's that word? Bring in together <laughs> of two concepts that I learned when I did body image work. And one is the bold technique. I actually have no idea who to credit for this because I learned it somewhere and now I can't find anything else about it online. So I don't know if somebody made it up and then like, I don't know. I don't know who it was and I don't know where I got it from. If you know, please let me know because I actually can't find any other research or anything on it, but it's brilliant and I love it. And it's called the bold technique. Um, and the second thing is self-compassion is just being able to be compassionate. And the one thing that I can credit for is Kristen, uh, I think it's Kristen Neff. Um, is she a doctor? Who knows? Not sure. But her name's Kristen. <laughs> hey, Chrissy. Um, and she is a, I think she's a psychologist, but basically I, I bought a book on self-compassion. It's actually quite brilliant. Um, it's I think it's literally just called the self-compassion workbook, but I'm not really sure. So drop me a DM if you want to know about it, but it's quite brilliant uh, for being able to just be a kind of human to yourself. And it has taught me so much. And it's probably the number one thing that's actually changed most of my self-deprecating behaviors. Like I used to be so self-deprecating. I used to be such a bitch to myself do you know what I mean I was a horrible person um and no thank you ma'am I'm not anymore I'm a high-flying badass bitch do you know what I mean no I'm kidding but I actually am (laughs) um no I just like I'm just less horrible to myself and it turns out plot twist being less horrible to yourself actually gets you further in life who knew not me until now anyway it's the marrying of these two different concepts self-compassion and the three kind of, I don't even know what you call them. What do you call it? The building blocks of self-compassion, the fundamentals, the the framework of self-compassion. I can't even remember what it's called. Components, that's it. The basic components of self-compassion. 
which is self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness, which we're going to go into in a second. And then the bold technique is breathe, observe, listen to your values, and decide based on those values. So decide on the action based on those values. Again, I'm going to go through it with you, but I've basically kind of uh, merged those two things together and tweaked them to help my clients take imperfect action towards their goals when it comes to building a business, getting out of their own way, squashing that self-doubt and being able to show up confidently online and for their clients without like letting those thoughts fester and just be like uh the ceiling above your own head like it's so easy for us to put ceilings above our own head I urge you if you haven't already read the book I feel like everybody should read this book it's a book called The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris and I can't like, I never, ever, 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 ever recommend another book to people and without first recommending this book. Like this book changed my entire world. Um, and he talks about demons on a boat. I feel like I've spoken about this so much, so I'm really brushing over it. But he basically spoke about, um, it, it's just like this chapter is just gold. Um, but he spoke about these, I think it's literally called demons on a boat. I don't know. I haven't got the book in front of me, but he was basically talking about the fact that our thoughts shout so loudly, but they cannot hurt us. And as long as we uh, don't kind of like lean into them, we can keep moving forward. As long as we keep moving forward, then we'll be okay. Um, that was just butchering the whole book because honestly, it's probably just not even that. But you get the vibe. Long story short, your thoughts are just thoughts. They are not facts. And we do not have to believe them and we do not have to act on them. And that is huge. That's huge. I was like, what? Hang on. This blew my mind because back when I was like a baby little fat loss coach, just, you know, constantly doubting myself and feeling like shit about everything that I was doing and constantly feeling like I was failing if I wasn't going viral in every post or, you know, serving a hundred million clients or, um, building the biggest business or getting the 20k 30k 40k 50k months like when I wasn't doing those things I felt like a failure and like uh why first of all when like two three four k is just still a huge amount of money if you are used to working part-time at Morrison's as a checkout girl and like earning what six pound an hour or something I don't even think it was that like five pound I don't know whatever anyway long story short I constantly felt like a failure in my business and in my life for absolutely no valid reason, literally no valid reason. I was doing really well on paper, but I didn't feel like I was doing well. And so this is for you. This episode is for you if you are in the same boat, when you just feel like you're failing. Maybe you feel like nothing's working. If you're telling yourself all of these stories about how your content isn't converting or your clients don't love you. Maybe you think your clients hate you. Maybe you think that you have to reply every second to be a good coach. Maybe you you completely dictate your value and your worth as a coach on the number uh, in your bank account or the, the price you charge or the um, amount people pay you or whatever it is, like literally anything. Any of those limiting beliefs that are coming up for you right now, this episode is your gig. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the bold technique. So the first part of this bold technique is breathe. Breathe, bitch. Stop making everything mean everything about you and just chill. I need to stop singing in my episodes. Okay, so I want you to breathe. I want you to just take a hot second to cool down your reaction. So if, when something happens, when something blows up, when a client texts you saying they're going to leave, when a... I don't know, a client, a new client says no when an Instagram comment is super mean. I do not want you to make a, a, a decision. I do not want you to act. I do not want you to react. I want you to breathe. I want you to chill. I want you to take a step back. I want you to think about it for a moment. And I want you to be able to respond. The difference between reacting and responding is being able to take that second to just figure out if that reaction is really what you want to do next. 
So the first thing I want you to do when you feel like you're failing or when shit hits the fan or when something goes wrong in your business, I want you to breathe and take a second. And I want you to ask yourself, like, what am I telling myself about this moment? What am I making this moment mean about me right now? What is actually going on here? So what are the thoughts that are coming up? Let's take your client leaving, for example. We usually if you're anything like me, you let it spiral. You go, oh my God, if my client wants to leave, it means I'm a terrible coach. No one's ever going to buy from me again. She's going to go and tell everyone how shit of a coach I am. And like, I'm just never going to build a business and I'm going to have to go and work back at Morrison's as a checkout girl, even though that was actually a really great job. It's not my gig now. No, thank you, ma'am. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be scanning potatoes through the till. Gross. Um, so I will go into that big fat spiral and I will like make it, and I, well, I used to make it mean that like I was a terrible coach because somebody wanted to leave. And so I stopped, I paused and I thought to myself, okay, what am I telling myself about this moment? Am I a failure? Because one client left, did she leave because she hates me or is she just leaving because she's on a new path? She's doing something different. She's, um, feeling really good in herself and she doesn't need to uh, have my support every, you know, it, she doesn't need me to be in her pocket every day. You know, there are so many reasons why someone might leave you. It doesn't have to mean that you're a terrible coach. Same with like, I don't know if, if you're a content flop, like a post I did the other day got literally 13 likes, like dead embarrassment oh my god horrific should I die in a hole probably but I'm not gonna do that because that's my reaction that's my without breathing pause moment response that's my reaction that's my immediate go-to thought oh my god I should give up 13 people that's horrific nobody loves me I might as well just give up and come receptionist like that is the spiral that my my brain would go in if I didn't stop to breathe and go it's okay 13 people that's not too bad that's not the worst thing in the world what does it mean about me absolutely nothing might mean that that post just didn't get seen by the right people that time might mean that Instagram was having his ticket it might mean that that con that piece of content didn't land with the people that I wanted to that I wanted in the way that I am okay in the way that I wanted it to and so instead of spiraling and making it mean that I'm terrible and never showing up on the app again I go right breathe what am I telling myself about this moment right now? Okay, I'm telling myself that nobody will ever buy from me because nobody likes my content and I should just give up on Instagram full stop. Huh, next step, is that true? And I love this one because it, yeah, it totally could be true. Totally could be true. Should just give up and, and never do Instagram again. Could be true. Is it a helpful thought to have? I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I know so. It is the most unhelpful thought to have because if I actually succumbed to that and did that instead of carried on doing what I was doing, which is showing up and doing the things and tweaking my offer and tweaking my messaging and all of the things that you know I, I teach when it comes to building a business, if I did give up, then I wouldn't get to help people. I wouldn't get to carry on doing what I'm doing. So actually, even if it was true, it's not a helpful thought to have. So going back to the truth statement, if it's not true. Or if you don't know it's true. I don't know what's true there. I don't know if it didn't land with my people. I can make educated guesses. You know, it definitely wasn't the, the same sort of content that I usually put out. Um, so people could have just scrolled straight past not knowing it was me. People might not have landed it with it. But Instagram's all about experimenting and trying things and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. And that for me was a huge learning opportunity. Rude. Just coughed at you. I'm gonna I'm gonna cough again. One sec. I am going to do a podcast episode on that because I like I feel like I learned a really valuable lesson from that Instagram post that only got 13 likes lol um it might have more now do you know what I mean but hey ho anyway that post I learned a really valuable lesson which I will teach you in another episode um but that meant that that post was so valuable 
that post was so brilliant. That post needed to go up for me to learn this lesson. And so I'm able to kind of reframe it immediately by just asking myself, okay, what happened here? What's the actual thing that happened here? And so the next thing that I want you to do, once you've breathed and you've asked yourself, what are you telling yourself about that moment? I want you to ask what evidence you've got to go against or for that thought. Now, the against side of this is the most helpful one, because if that thought is not helpful and it's um, bringing your vibe down, then I want you to think about all of the evidence against it. So if you're telling yourself you're a failure because your client left or because your Instagram post blocked, if you're telling yourself you're a failure, I want you to sit and think about the evidence you have stacked against you to tell, uh, to remind your brain that your thought, that thought isn't true. And this is a part that so many people skip. Whenever my clients feel like they're failing, this is one of the main things I get them to do. And most of them do not do it until I've shouted at them to do it about 18 times. But it is the one thing that you are going to find so valuable in showing yourself that actually like my thoughts are not facts. So if you're telling yourself you're a failure about something in business, I want you to find the evidence you have against that thought. So I want you to tell yourself the reasons why that isn't true. Because hello, we're catastrophizers, shock horror, such is life. And so if you're feeling like a failure, sit down and say, okay, cool. What are the, what's the evidence against this thought? Um, I have 15 clients on my client list. And so I know that I'm not failing because if I was failing, I would have zero clients. And I would be like, I would have no business. I would have no income. I wouldn't have clients resign with me every month. I wouldn't be creating a service that is actually helping people. I wouldn't be getting people results. I wouldn't be helping people on Instagram. I wouldn't be getting any likes on any of my posts. I wouldn't be getting any views on my stories. If I was a failure, I would have already given up by now. So make a big list of all of the reasons against that thought. And then I want you to ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? What do I need right now? That might be, I need to throw a hissy fit. I need to throw a tantrum. I need to go and bitch about it to my friends. I need to call my mom and tell her that I'm a failure and I'm a shitbag and I hate myself and that nothing's working ever again. Like maybe that's what you need to do for a hot minute. You get to do that. Totally, you get to do that. Maybe you need to just take a day out. Maybe you need to go and do something for you. Maybe you need to have a bath and wash your hair because you know that always makes you feel better. Maybe you need to sit on the sofa and eat ice cream and watch friends. Maybe you actually need to remind yourself that you're a badass bitch and that you can do this shit. So think about what you need in this moment. What do you need to do to either shift this feeling, sit in this feeling, feel this feeling, or move through this feeling? And that's gonna be really difficult if you are not used to trusting yourself and listening to, to what your body and your mind actually needs. Most of us are really shitty at that high. Hello. <laughs> But that's why that that pause is so important because it allows you to sit and really actually think about it instead of just reacting and just brushing th things under the carpet. Don't know if that's the phrase, brushing things under the rug and just moving through it and moving on and like disregarding it. It's like, I want you to really sit and listen to what's coming up. Otherwise it will keep coming up for you. So think about what you need in this moment right now. What do you need to remind yourself? And this is where that self-compassion comes in. I need you to have each step of these, these four steps. I want you to have self-compassion in each step. 
And self-compassion is self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. Those are the three components of self-compassion, but we're going to go into them because they are all very, very important in just reminding you, even if it's briefly, but I want it to be like, I want it to be a deep ingrained reminder that you do regularly because this is something that now for me is actually quite, it comes really naturally to me. This is coming from me as a self-catastrophizing end of the worlder who felt like every single thing was crumbling around me every time something tiny weeny weeny happened. And part of that was because I was in burnout. Part of that was because I was so stressed and overwhelmed that like my window of tolerance was just like a teaspoon, a teaspoon. You know what I mean? A really small window, (laughs) a bit of a little trap. What's it called? Mouse. What's that mouse hole? Cat hole, cat flap, cat flap. What is the little mouse hole in the wall though? That's what I'm, that's what I was envisioning. Anyway, these three things, self-kindness is basically being kind to yourself, duh. (laughs) Understanding that like, you know, shit happens and it's okay. And it doesn't make you a terrible human. It doesn't have to mean anything about you. So just being able to support yourself and hold yourself and not treat yourself like a shit bag every time something happens that isn't super duper perfect. So instead of that judgment and self-criticism, you're allowed to meet these thoughts and these moments with curiosity and compassion. That's like the entire vibe that I've learned over the last couple of years is curiosity instead of judgment and compassion instead of criticism. That that is like above all else, the things that are helping me just like not feel like I'm a sinking shit daily. Who knew that that was possible for me? Not me. But self self kindness is huge when it comes to just being able to support yourself and not like make, not add shit on top of shit. There's this Buddhist um, vibe. I think it's like a, is it called a philosophy? I don't know. Again, I'm going to butcher things, but like there's this um, quote in Buddhism that's like um, suffering is like two arrows. Okay, I've butchered it. This is terrible. But basically the first arrow is the thing that happens. And the second arrow is the like thing that you do in response to that. Um, And it's just an extra level of suffering that isn't needed. So it's like you're firing the second arrow by self-criticizing and by judging yourself and by calling yourself names and by being an absolute asshole to yourself. It's like, you don't need to do that. You're adding shit on top of shit. That is my adaptation of the Buddhist quote. I'm going to find the quote. Give me a sec. Uno memento, por favor. Buddhist arrow. Oh, it's called a parable. Aha. Okay, the parable of the second arrow is a Buddhist parable about dealing with suffering more skillfully. The Buddhists say that anytime we suffer misfortune, two arrows fly our way. Being struck by an arrow is painful. Being struck by a second arrow is even more painful. Okay, this is kind of like not the vibe that I was talking about though. (laughs) The Buddha explained, in life, we can't always control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first. The second arrow is optional. And it's basically saying like, bruh, not even that deep, just chill. (laughs) That... (laughs) Oh dear, that was terrible. But anyway, long story short, um, you if you can meet things with compassion and you can meet things with kindness instead of criticism and judgment, oh my Lord, your life just gets better because yo, you just go, yeah, bro, it's not that deep. 
moving on. <laughs> no, but you still get to feel it. You just don't feel it so intensely because you're not adding that shit on top of already shit. It's like when you feel guilt and shame on top of a feeling that's happened. Like, you know, when your clients eat pizza and then they're like pissed off that they've eaten the pizza, it's just an extra level of guilt and shame that they just don't need to have. Like, I'm a bad person for eating the pizza or pizza is bad and that's horrible. Like, you just don't need to have those thoughts. They just don't, then they're, they're unhelpful to have. They might come in and that's okay. And sometimes guilt is actually a really good thing because it shows us what we do, uh, how we do want to live our life. It shows us that we've done something that maybe isn't in line with our values or isn't in line with our goals. And so it helps us course correct. But being able to meet that with curiosity instead of judgment allows us to notice what's actually coming up instead of beating ourselves up for the for the fact that it's come up in the first place. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, the second one is common common humanity. And it's basically seeing that it's like part of just like the larger world vibe. Okay, I'm terrible at like explaining things, but like being able to um, know that like you're not the only human that feels this way. I speak to countless coaches who feel like they're failing every single day. It's like, it's such a human behavior to not feel good enough to have that perfectionism, to feel like you're failing, to not feel like you're doing well enough or that you're um, making enough of an impact or that you're any significance on anyone's life or that you need that external validation or that you're doubting whether you can do this anymore. Like that's such a common coaching problem they're such common beliefs that we have and so being able to know that that's like not something that you're having to deal with alone that's not you that is the only one that's dealing with that and thinking that and feeling that that's why community is so important like to be able to be amongst a team of people that can be like bro I feel you like I feel like that too it helps you feel less alone and so being able to say I am part of a larger human experience and that I'm not the only person that feels this way helps us feel a little bit better. So that's another level of your self-compassion that I want you to keep reminding yourself of is like, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Like this is a human feeling. I am not alone. I am not broken. It is not not normal. I, has, I hear that all the time. Is that normal? That's not normal, is it? To feel that way. And I'm like, bruh, rude. If it's not normal, then say I'm high. Like we're both in the not normal club together, but us both being in the club means that it's probably normal. <laughs> And the fact that literally every coach I speak to has problems with perfectionism, external validation, self-doubt, self-criticism, feeling like feelings of failure, fear of failure, fear of showing up, fear of being seen, like all of these things we we all have problems with. And if that doesn't tell you that like everyone's in, in your boat, like we're going to need a bigger boat. Do you know what I mean? But that's common humanity. And the last one is mindfulness. And it's basically not catastrophizing your thoughts, not making them mean more about you than they need to mean, not making them feel bigger than they need to feel. You know that phrase, making a mountain out of a molehill? That's literally my middle name. Do you know what I mean? I'm drama queen central. And so I tend to over-identify with my thoughts. I tend to go, oh, that failed. Therefore, I'm a failure. Therefore, I'm a shitbag. Therefore, I might as well give up and become a receptionist. I've told you this before. And so like, instead of catastrophizing those thoughts and making them mean more about you than they need to mean, we get to go, huh, what is this feeling? And name it. What is it? What's going on? What's coming up? And identifying with the thought instead of, and like having awareness around what is going on instead of internalizing it and making it mean something about you. And that's what all of three of these things really are in every step that I've just given you. 
I haven't actually given you the last one yet, but that's because it's coming next. <laughs> Plot twist, it's on its way. Anyway, right, I need to calm down. So the first one I'm going to recap so that we can go back into it. The first one is breathe. What are you telling yourself about this moment, this thing, this experience? Um, can you meet it with kindness? Can you meet it with, I'm not the only one who feels this way? And can you meet it without catastrophizing it? The second one, is this thought true? Is what I'm feeling a true feeling? Or am I making it mean something it doesn't need to mean? If it is true, is it helpful? If it's not helpful, we get to actively work on changing it. If you are failing, I doubt it because you're still here. You're still learning. You're still tweaking. You're still growing. You're still evolving. You're listening to this podcast. You're doing all the work. As long as you're still doing the work, you are not failing. But if you feel like you're failing and you feel through to the core that that's true, great. Is it helpful to have that thought in your mind? I'm failing. No, probably not, because you're just going to be consumed by it. Okay, great. How do we do the work to stack up the evidence? If you don't have enough evidence against that thought, you can't think of anything. Your piece of paper is blank. When I ask you what evidence you have against this thought, start creating some evidence. Start going out and making shit happen. The third one, what do I need right now in this moment? How can I be kind to myself? What can I do to make sure that I am, you know, meeting myself where I'm at and doing something for me? to foster that self-kindness, the common humanity and the mindfulness. I need to give myself some more credit. I need to um, make sure I write a to-do list every morning. I need to make sure that I am taking some time out for me. I need to have a day off of WhatsApp or Voxer or wherever you coach your clients. Figure out what you need in this moment. And then the last one is what is the first step that I can take to make sure I'm moving forward? What is the first thing that I need to do to move based on my values and what I want, my goals and and where I want to be in the world. And that is going back to the bold technique where you've got the breathe, observe, listen to your values and then decide on your actions based on those values. That's the last two things. What small steps can you take that align with your values, your goals, where you're going, the direction you want to move in instead of based on fear or based on lack or based on doubt? What small positive steps forward can you take first? That might look like a little bit to do with um, the what do you need right now? But the what do you need right now needs to be a little bit more for you. And then this last one is the small steps for your goals, for your business. So do you need to prioritize content creation? Do you need to um, focus on getting that next client? If so, what do you need to do first? Like, really map out a little bit of an action plan of like, what is the first thing I need to do to make sure I'm still moving forward to make sure I'm not letting this feeling swallow me up to make sure I'm, I'm like taking that action and doing shit imperfectly because you don't need to do it perfectly. It doesn't need to be like the most amazing first step. It just needs to be a first step. Like you tell your clients when they've had that, I don't know, um, night out and and their scale weight is up in the morning. I've just choked on my own breath in a sec. Say they've gone on that night out. They come back, their scale weight is up. They feel like shit. They're depressed as hell because high alcohol makes you sad. And they're moaning to you on their check-in saying everything's not working. Like I feel like shit. I'm not doing anything right. I've totally messed up. What would you tell them? You would say, breathe, take a second. What's actually coming up right now? Here's what we need to do next. 
what's the first thing you can do to make sure that you are, you know, getting back to focusing on your goals today? Do you need to go outside for a walk? Do you need to drink some water? Do you need to put a water bottle at your desk? Do you need to um, eat vegetables in your next meal? Like the next, you always say the next meal is a new one. Like add some more veg to that one and crack back on as usual. Do not make this mean that you're a failure because you are only going to give up. So that's what I want you to do the next time you are in a little bit of a feeling of failure. The next time you're feeling like, I don't know, something's not working or everything's going wrong. I know we've done quite a lot of episodes around this sort of topic of, you know, feeling like you're failing or things not being, um, you know, self-doubt kicking in, things not working. But I just know that like, there's so many of you in my audience right now that just need to make that shift so that you can continue showing up for your business. Please, please, please drop me a DM with anything that you want me to discuss on the podcast moving forward. And let me know if you're loving these episodes in my DMs. Go and have the most fabulous week and I'll chat to you soon, Queen.